1: Now I am recording, Excellent. but now I'm not that special because I was only here like <laughs> maybe three minutes before everyone else. And I'm, I,
2: I think it's going to be that. Hello.
3: Sorry, I was, I was working on a voicemail for work.
2: Oh, fun. No. Because
3: every month, apparently, they feel the need to redo the voicemail as if it's <laughs> not a fuckload yeah, was... of work for me.
2: Yeah. It's
1: I mean, not I helped. I was really say, a fuckload
2: of work for me, but it's like... I think both Megan and I have recorded voicemails for your work. Yeah, like
3: five times because we keep yeah. hiring new people. But then Audacity <laughs> was like, hey, um, the way that you exported this was wrong. So I wanted to make oh, sure sucks. I exported it right before because it got it updated. Fair enough. Um, I need to go into my email and um, download my
1: I'm really torn in between the today and histories. Okay.
3: Today and History
1: I don't know, like they're both not bangers, but they're both like kind of funny for different reasons. Um I also don't have like a snappy title. It's
3: okay. A snappy title
1: for I don't have a snappy title. Uh, but that's fine.
3: That's okay. Um, do we have an order? My story an is order? like literally no. the shortest thing on God's earth.
2: My story is decently long, okay. so I can go first if you'd like.
1: All right. We could do I could go in the middle because mine is probably
3: the spookiest? In the middle of
1: both of yours? It, no, it's not the spookiest. Okay. It might be the saddest. Fair enough. Oh, well, yeah, that,
3: That's Sad on time. par for you.
1: Okay, rude.
3: Look, I'm um, not saying that you have a reputation for doing depressing stories. I'm just saying that you have a reputation for doing depressing stories.
1: I don't need this from
3: You don't everyone. need to be dragged like this?
1: i do need to be we do dragged a like guest. this i went to five below today and bought 12 gingerbread house kits yes yeah, and as i struggled to the front of the store the fine lad who was like it's self-checkout but there's one like kid who's manning the checkout in case people need help yeah and he could have been anywhere from 14 to 27. I couldn't tell. <laughs> and no one ever that will. Odd age. I truly. Well, it was a Tuesday. So I was like, I don't know. Maybe you're not in school anymore. It's a possibility. <laughs> but it's also New Hampshire. So who can say what the laws yeah. are? You can. And you can say. Yeah. And so I have all my gingerbread houses, and he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and our brains are giving each other the eye emoji. And he looks at me. And he...
2: And I look at him. And I
1: look at him. And then he looked at my shoes, and I have my Halloween Toms on, because Halloween's not over. Halloween is a feeling in your heart. Yeah, it's a feeling in my heart. And he's just like, huh, not ready to give up on Halloween yet, are you? And I was like, well... I can only wear them two and a half months out of the year, and the half month ain't up, is it? And he's like, fair enough. He's like, why so many gingerbread houses? And I was like, because oh. <laughs> I work at a library and it's for a program. He's like, ah, oh, how do you feel about banned books? And I was like, this is a deeper, this is a you bigger like, conversation I You were like, I just want to buy my gingerbread houses and
2: bounce, son. I just want my gingerbread houses and that's yeah. it.
1: I was like, why am I getting dragged in a five below right now?
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, Jeez. that, con- this that conversation for me would have ended with, the uh, ready to give up Halloween, are you? I would have been like, I will no, show everyone Fuck your you. skeleton. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I will show everyone. I need a everyone. new Halloween
2: decoration. Are your insides uh, available? Are your insides available? available? I was having-
1: Are your insides five okay. below? <laughs>
3: So we had a group come in to cook dinner tonight, and one of the women was talking to me. Someone cooked here. Someone cooked here. Uh, One of the women was talking to me about the last time their group came in and cooked dinner for us. She was like, there wasn't enough dinner because people are assholes and will just, like, heap food on their plate, even though not everyone has eaten yet. And I was like, I looked her in the face, and I just said. In the face. I'll stab somebody for you if you want. <laughs> and one of the other one want. of the other women that was with her tonight was just like, oh, that was aggressive. And I was like, I'm just at the
2: end yeah, okay. of my rope here. I'm an aggressive person. What do you want? I was <laughs> like, I'm
3: fully ready to just stab the next person.
2: <laughs> All I can think of was that fucking thing with Goofy. I'll do it again. Yuck. Murder.
1: I'll do
3: it again for you. Murder. Murder. <laughs> um, I also want to say that, like, there's one person in my building that's, like, really into boxing, but he's, like, white boy skinny, and, like, he he talks yeah. about himself like he's the next Muhammad Ali, and it's like, bro, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're not as cool as you think you are.
2: I feel like boxing is one of those sports that is just, like, it's taken up by real athletes and white boys who think they can fight, and there's no in-between. Yeah, for sure.
3: (laughs) And the craziest thing about that is that Jake and Logan Paul are both, like, tiptoeing on that line.
2: Yeah. I mean, Jake Paul,
3: I would say, is probably a real athlete. Logan Paul is a white boy who thinks he can fight.
2: Yeah, but, like... Logan Paul is a white boy who thinks he can fight, so he went into the WWE, and that makes fucking sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. I still don't respect him, but
3: no, I know. Like, I mean, I get it. I also, I, I mean, to say anything about respect in the Paul brothers is kind of
2: it's uh it just doesn't make sense. Not hypocritical. It's um, an nonsensical. Respecting the Logan brothers is an oxymoron. It's
3: shenanigans. Mmm.
2: Indubitably. We've
3: been shenaniganized.
1: Indubitably. Uh, I I've picked I'm gonna I'm gonna do two today in history. Okay,
3: Holy fuck shit. it, why not? It's a podcast first. I'm gonna do two. Now,
1: two Well, I just I don't wanna today pick Today in
3: history, Megan couldn't pick between two, so
1: yeah, and I also don't have a snappy title because there's just like no snappy that's title. <laughs> not,
3: it's not the first time that that's happened, so we're okay there.
2: That's okay. I mean, they yeah, can't all be. Just, it they can't all help. be
3: bangers. Yeah.
2: They can't. Yeah. They can't okay. all
3: be winners here. This will be. Okay, this is so going to be the shortest zap- after dark that's ever happened. Mm. Because Megan has to go. They, they I'm tired as fuck.
1: They don't all have to be super oh, long.
3: No. All I'm saying is it's going to be the shortest After Dark that we've ever had, all right? Chill out.
1: That's true. Yeah. I need
3: to be dragged like
1: this. And I, I finished know. My li- this, what does this look like, a five below? <laughs> what
3: is this, a five below?
2: I finished all my <laughs> Kit Kats so I can't make below. awful noises anymore, too. Gamba so Roomba-san.
3: As I was saying, we do, ba- have, we do have a special guest, but she's all the way on the other side of the room. Who's that? ZD. ZD decided to come to the basement with me, but she's Um, all the way on the other side of the room.
1: (laughs) ZD. 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 Is she getting pumped? About what? Oh,
0: she's fully (laughs) asleep. I don't know. She's like.
2: She's She's too EP to get pumped.
3: if, If my headphones were off, I'd be able to hear her snoring from here.
1: Wow, well, I just read a post that was like, let a man talk about himself uninterrupted for 10 minutes and he'll be like, wow, I really like you. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. it's the truth. I am dragging all of men today you like a five below.
3: Like it's five below?
1: Like it's five below.
3: That's almost as cool as like a G6, except it's not nearly.
2: Why is no one getting Slizzard anymore? That's my question. Yeah. Or flying I mean, high like a what G6. What did it
3: even
1: mean, though?
3: Yeah, Getting slizzard?
1: What did it mean?
3: Whatever you want it to be. Well, Megan, when a man and a woman love each other yeah? very much, we should start the podcast. You can count us in whenever you're ready.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got that that's we'll expl- we'll that today. We'll explain what slizzard
3: is when you're older
1: okay i'm scared about it i'm a little scared and that's okay um three two one go today we'll be we will be doing two things in in uh what the fuck history because i could not choose between the today and histories because i think they're both funny so the first is today in history. In 1962, after losing the governor's election in California, American politician Richard Nixon gave what he called his last press conference, telling reporters that you won't have Nixon to kick around anymore. He was then elected president six years later. So we indi- we indeed did have Nixon to kick around once again. Um, the the second one I want to do uh, It just struck me as very funny and it is also today in history in 1940 the tacoma narrows bridge connecting the olympic peninsula with tacoma washington broke up in a wind of about 42 miles per hour which feels like that is a stiff breeze I don't know what wind feels like, but it feels like that bridge should have survived, like more wind. But that's just my opinion. Again, we have to move on.
2: <sighs> Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, "Well, what the fuck, history." I am. My name is Zachary, and you look a little lost, friend. Come sit down and enjoy the rest of this episode while you get your bearings. There's no need to go anywhere.
1: My name's Megan, and I'm a little disappointed that I couldn't find a snappy title for my story this week, but it is a little spooky.
3: And I'm Matt. Today I learned that all the major pizza places use the same cheese. So Domino's, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, and Little Caesars are all using the exact same cheese.
2: Which is...
1: What is it? I might have already...
3: No, they just buy it from the exact same supplier. It's like
2: one... Well, yeah, that's why you should buy local pizza. Buy local pizza.
1: Local pizza. Do they get it out of the cheese vault? Yeah. The cheese vault.
3: I don't know. I think the the thing that I saw did talk about... Like the guy's name, and I just thought that I wasn't ready to go down that rabbit hole.
2: You know what? Fair enough. You oh. pulled back at the last minute. I did.
1: Well, you're going last tonight, so you can you have a lot of time to What's look up? that up. You're going last tonight, so you should. I look will it up. look
3: it up actually. Um, I cheese, cheese vault. vault. Cheese, cheese vault. Cheese vault. Cheese vault. Um. So yeah, that was my that Jeez, was my fun geez, little thing. Geez.
2: very fun. So many facts today. <laughs> I know.
3: Uh, I'm fucking itchy as hell. I'll tell you that right now.
2: Itchy. As Me he- too. Why are you guys itchy? What the fuck? <laughs> That's weird.
1: Well, my nose is itchy. I think oh. there's something in the air. And my eyes have been watering a Whoa. lot, but that's fine, because I stole a lot of cake from
2: work today. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you stole a lot of eyes, and I was going to be concerned. I did that, too. Grant us eyes. That fucking game. Oh, sorry. I, I I spent most of my day today listening to a lore cast about fucking Bloodborne, so now I have Nikolash in the back of my head saying, grant us You're eyes. Like, I got a
1: lot of things happening. <laughs> Give us
2: eyes. (laughs) Because that's the whole thing of the game. They're like, eyeballs. That's the way we need to be able to... Eyeballs. How are we going to interact with these godly beings? Eyeballs. Fabrino.
3: Eyeballs. And he's a billionaire. Wait, what? (laughs) The guy who sells cheese to all of these places. Well, yeah, no shit. He's the cheese king of the fucking world. (laughs) Yeah, he's the cheese king of the world. He sells uh, mozzarella. He controls 85% mozzarella. of the large chain pizza market and owns 100% of laprino Foods. The world's largest cheese supplier, James Loprino, has a net worth of $3.1 billion.
2: Eat the rich mozzarella. and all of their cheese.
3: And all of their pizza. I could tell a story about this guy tonight, honestly. But tonight's <laughs> supposed to be our no. Halloween episode, so it's I'm not doing that.
2: It's the spooky episode. We can't. Yeah.
1: You're not allowed Um, to tell a story about the cheese, man. All right, listeners, our
3: strikes have been set to zero, but I made a joke in the midweek that Zach gave me a strike for, so I'm starting the episode with one. Uh, We also played a completely fictional game of rock, paper, scissors. It only happened in our mind, and the order for tonight is Zach, followed by Megan, followed by me, and I was supposed to do that research while other people were talking, but I felt that would be rude. So I did it before we started talking. Hey,
2: And that's that.
3: <laughs> hey, guys.
2: Hey, how you uh,
3: doing? That was that was a lot of me talking, and I, I needed a second to catch up my breath. Okay,
2: fair enough. <laughs> I'm going to be good, scratching
3: homie? my back with a back scratcher for, like, a majority of Zach's story, potentially, so. Oh, excellent. I'll be popping in and wow. out here and there.
2: All right. Hot. Hot. <laughs> so tonight yes is our halloween episode i know we're a little bit late but as megan pointed out in the After Dark segment halloween shouldn't just be one for one fucking night like come on people we don't we don't have to give up the halloween spirit unless we're forced to by mariah carey singing all i want for christmas is you
1: (laughs) yeah and to that kid in the five below you were very nice today but you did try
2: to roast my shoes (laughs) don't roast the shoes don't roast my Halloween shoes. So I know, um, at least Matt and I tonight are going to be talking about All Things Lost. And no, not the show. This isn't purgatory. Don't guess that. But we this, are talking. It's purgatory. Yeah, this, it's not purgatory. This is not purgatory. This is a podcast. It's purgatory. <laughs> we're in hell. Um, we're in, no, we're in purgatory. We're in a bad I place. <laughs> um, sorry. But uh, we are talking about Lost Peoples, and I personally think that the Lost, just Lost Expeditions in general are dope as fuck. Unfortunate that people go missing, but really cool to think about and be like, wow, that's fucking weird. Um, so tonight, <laughs> <can I> <laughs> I'm trying that, to like, that sentence excited. was
3: so fucking strange. Is like lost people are sad in general, but also like what a cool phenomenon.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's like lost expeditions are like an interesting subject in a very morbid way. But also, yeah. I have to like tamp my excitement about lost expeditions with the fact that people are dead. <laughs> like, yeah, well, potentially, we don't know for sure. Potentially, we don't know. We don't, well, don't know. know. They're have just I lost. ever told They're you guys that like, technically notice. every
3: ship that has ever gone missing is still considered out to sea?
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's right, but no. Until it's like no, it is right
3: until they find the wreckage, they consider it out to sea. Out to sea. It's weird. Okay.
2: They're wrong.
3: Listen, Megan.
2: I mean, it's Schrodinger's boat at that
3: point. It is Schrodinger's boat. Oh no! I killed one of Schrodinger's cats.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We are getting off topic, so let me. We always are. Um, tonight, we are going to venture back Truly. to the late 1700s, to very old England. To Cali, Cal- Oh. Nope, to England, not Cali. <laughs> Sorry. Um, right. And we're going to talk about the explorer George Bass and his final expedition. I'm saying George Bass, but it's spelled B-A-S-S, so it could be George Bass, and I'm just bad. So.
3: It could be something completely ridiculous, like Boss
2: no, it's an English name. It's either Luck. bass or bays. or it's.
3: Yeah, no, it's. You're right. If it if it was French, <laughs> the vowel might not be pronounced that way. <laughs> It'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, guys. Just um, because it's the Halloween episode doesn't mean we stop shitting on the French.
2: Exactly. Uh, so Bass was born near Lincolnshire In January of 1771 Three years before the revolution uh, <laughs> Sorry I don't know why I had to throw that in there But I did It was a um, fucking Tuesday innit Fucking Tuesday in it. Anyway he was born near Lincolnshire <laughs> 1771 And he led a rather unremarkable early life uh, His father at a at uh, a young age, uh, yeah, his father died at a young age. He went to study m- medicine in Boston, not Boston, Massachusetts, but Boston, England, because of course there's a Boston, England, like there's it's a Boston, Massachusetts. The,
1: the lame Boston. The lame
2: Boston. Lame Boston. Doesn't have
1: fucking the lamest donkeys, Boston? Bro? They don't even have a fucking yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. <clears throat> have they even heard of Dunkin' Did Donuts? Did Boston, England even
2: fucking Dunkin' Donuts? Didn't think so. Get fucked. Uh, so yeah, he studies medicine in Boston, Mass. Uh, but not Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> Boston, medicine. England. Now uh, you got me confused. Um, he went yeah, to the so, ye
3: old Dunkin' Donuts. Everyone. Ye,
2: ye old Dunkin' Medical Institute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he studies medicine. Uh, he, when he turns eighteen, he's accepted in, in uh, accepted in London as a member of the Company of Surgeons. Which is basically a big fancy pants group of people trying to further the medical goals and standards at the time Um, so bully for this guy I guess great job great job for him bully for you sir Um, in 1794 at the ripe old age of 23 he joins the Royal Navy as a surgeon and this is kind of where well he starts to explore the world because as in the Royal Navy, you kind of go places. Um, I don't see why the, that would be the case. Can you explain? You're on a boat. Oh, got you, it. Cool. <laughs> you go places. The boat doesn't stay in dock all the time. You don't just oh, like shit. sit at the helm and go... Brrr, brrr, like you're fucking <laughs> four. I
3: see. I see. Okay, so boats are made as methods
2: of transportation. Uh-huh. Got and it. And sometimes methods of war. <gasps> You'll have to explain Gasp. that one to me later big cannon go boom stay on uh, ship uh, make uh, other uh, ships uh, sink uh,
3: uh, I said later but he explained it to me now
2: <laughs> I felt that was <laughs> you know in the moment so uh, when he joins the Royal Navy his obsession for exploration kind of kicks in uh, you see when Bass joins the Royal Navy he is assigned to the HMS Reliance which is stationed in Sydney Australia Oh,
3: I thought you were going to say
2: Boston, I was Massachusetts. was going to be like... Not Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. No, that would be, that would be good. Uh, but it's stationed in Sydney, Australia. More Boston. More Boston. Always Boston. Oops, all Boston. Down to the core. Uh, and so he's assigned to the HMS Reliance, and he is on this gigantic boat, and... He brings along with him his, you know, his normal personal possessions, but also because I don't know, he's a fucking 23-year-old surgeon. He's like, oh, uh, can I also bring my eight-foot-long boat called Tom Thumb? And the Navy's like, mm, sure, bruv. Tom Thumb. <laughs> yeah.
1: Tom Thumb is the funniest name for a boat I've ever right?
2: heard. And I think it's funny because you see, you, you're the number eight feet, and you're like, that's a tall-ass, that's like a long-ass boat. Like, eight feet is a good size. No, that's a sloop. That's a sloop, I was going to say. It seems like nothing compared to the 90-foot-long HMS Reliance, so... Yeah.
1: No, it's the tiniest of boats. Tom Thumb
2: is the tiniest of boats, and we love him for it.
1: Yeah, well, he's thumb size. Thumb-sized,
2: yes. <laughs> so... Excuse me. You're In excused. October of 1795, Bass and a few other crew members aboard the Reliance climb onto the Tom Thumb, and sail out of Port Jackson to Botany Bay, exploring the Georges River. They all end up sailing much further upstream than they had previously thought they were going to, and also further than any previous colonists, and they discover a swath of good land that actually leads to the founding of Bankstown. So, if you've ever been to Bankstown, Australia, you can thank Bass. In the March of 1796, Bass once again goes out in a slightly larger boat named Tom Thumb 2. Yes! (laughs) Tom Thumb 2! He gets a little upgrade. Yes, Tom Thumb 2! Yeah, he upgrades his little bitty boat to a slightly less bitty boat named Tom Thumb 2. Um, And him and his mates travel down the coast of Australia to Lake Eero. I'm... Feel like I'm going to mispronounce this because it's just hard. Sorry, Iowara. That's right.
3: I mean, uh, and even they, if it's not, just go with the confidence.
2: I'm just going with the confidence. So they they go down the coast to Lake Iowara, uh, and they end up calling this Thumb Lagoon because apparently they're obsessed with thumb things. Some people have feet foot fetishes. This guy had a thumb thing. <laughs>
3: yeah, he would he would it's love so the first funny. Spy Kids movie.
2: Oh my (laughs) No You're right, but
3: Guys, if you understood that reference. You're old like us. You gotta get out more.
1: Yeah, you're um You're fucking nerd. Yeah, they (laughs) called it
2: You're a fucking nerd. Uh they called it Thumb Lagoon. They don't know anything. They're just a bunch of dumb British dude bros in a boat who like thumbs, so
1: Maybe maybe we're like missing something. Maybe thumb means something different.
2: I don't think so. Well, I think they named it the top, They named it Thumb Lagoon because they were sailing there on the Tom Thumb 2. And they no, but called like, it Tom Thumb I, 2 because it was I'm, just V2. Yeah,
1: but, like, what I'm saying is there is a possibility that we are missing some esoteric, like, meaning behind the word thumb. That there could
2: be more to the thumb than meets the eye?
1: Yeah, more to the thumb. It's not about the size of the thumb. It's about the motion of the thumb... Yeah,
2: I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure.
3: Tom Thumb is a character of English folklore.
2: Yes.
1: Oh okay. It Wait, was the did first. Know that, it was
3: the first fairy tale printed in England. Yeah. And the reason that yeah. he's called Tom Thumb is because he's no bigger he's the than size his father's thumb. thumb. So yeah. he's that seems like a rude. That seems like a real. Rude reason to call him Tom Thumb, but
2: I mean they were the English rude boys back then. What can you say? Not much. (laughs) Well, anywho, uh, in 1779, Bass sets sets out once again on a different boat, not the Tom Thumb or Tom Thumb Two, but rather just large open whaling boat, um, which is pretty much as it sounds. It's a boat for catching big old fucking whales. It was the Dave Uh, Shin. The Wait what? The
3: Dave's Dave Shin.
2: Shin. Oh okay. Like that went over my head until like I asked what, <laughs> and then I fucking got it. Like a dumbass. Um. So no, but I don't. I, there was no name attached to this boat. Uh, it was just the, a whaling boat that he was on. Uh, and the goal this time was to sail to Cape Howe, which is the furthest point of southeastern Australia. I would like to mention that during this whole time, I don't know any surgery he's ever doing. He's just like seems to no, be a boat boy. No, he's just on boats. He's just on boats. Like he signed up for the Royal Navy to be a surgeon and he's like, what if I just like puts around in my boat instead? What if I just do boats?
3: <laughs> Are you okay over there, Megan?
1: Sorry, I um, I muted on my thing, but I realized I wasn't muted <laughs> for the discord on my phone. Uh, I just, sorry. I
2: just, there you go. Yep. Okay, anyway I'm glad you're okay, Megan
1: Yeah, sorry
2: <laughs> uh, So he travels along the coast All the way to Port Phillip on the North Shore Which is A huge journey from where he was Uh-huh um, And in 1798 He confirms his theory That the Van Diemen's land Which, modern day Tasmania And the mainland are Separated by a strait in a sloop named the Norfolk. Bass circumnavigated Tasmania and eventually gets the stretch of sea in between Tasmania and mainland Australia, named after him the Bass Strait. Then some other boring stuff happens to him, like he gets married. um, Uh, (laughs) To his former captain's sister, no less. Ew. Ew. Uh, But this isn't a very long-lasting marriage because only three months after the uh, marriage happens. The sea once again beckons to Bass, and he leaves his wife ashore to go a-sailing again because this boy has an obsession with the ocean.
3: Because he's a surgeon who loves a surgeon. to
2: sail. Yes. Uh, so Bass and the Salty Boys, which is what I'm going to be calling them, and you can't stop me.
3: I... Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs>
2: Bass and the Salty Boys invest 10,000 pounds into a brig called Venus. Uh, And he loads up with a bunch of trade goods to bring to Port Jackson, Sydney. However, Port Jackson is already full of so many fucking trade goods. And by the time Bass gets there, the mayor's like, dude, no, we're not going to accept any of this. It's not as.
1: Venus is not as good as the Tom Thumb. No, the Tom Thumb is way better. Yeah, it's probably the magnum opus boat of names. ship yes, names. I agree. Like I, you see like boat names all the time when, like, you know, boat storage, parking lots? Yeah,
3: marinas as they're called.
1: Is
2: are they marinas? Yes.
1: It's when the boats are on land. Oh, That's a dry a
2: dock. Oh, oh, dry dock. Okay, yes.
1: Yeah, the boat parking lot. The, the
2: boat parking and, lot. <laughs> you yeah, the, the boat, boat parking, parking lots.
1: lot. And it'll be like The Friendship Or like Whale of a Good so, Time And it's all like It's all ocean I think pugs.
3: the only thing that is better Are horse names
2: Well, so here's the thing There yeah, is that's true. a like, Soup and Salad There is a uh, show called The Great North that it mm-hmm. is very it feels very much like um Bob's Burgers and it has a uh, what's his name Nick Offerman plays the main guy his voice is the main character nice and it's so funny cuz there is a whole uh gag with like a fishing there's like they live in Alaska and there's a fishing boat that always drives by in the intro and it always has a different name attached to them and it's so fucking funny. Like, um, one of them is Holland Floats, um, License to Eel, base Ventura, Fish Detective. I
3: think we need to get back on track, but I do it's love... It's so fucking
2: good. I do love it. Bone names this. are ridiculous. Um. So, yeah. Pass goes to try to sell these goods, and he can't sell anything because this port is just overrun with goods as it is. Um, so in February of 1803, Bass and the Venus set sail once again, and this time it is their last. Bass and the Venus, Bass and the Salty Boys sounds the Venus. like yeah. a band. Yeah, uh, it is the last voyage of Bass. The final funny...
3: voyage of Bass and the Salty Boys,
1: coming exactly. to theaters. Thumbing coming to thumbing coming to <laughs> <theaters>. <laughs> <laughs> <the boys>. Yes. <laughs> 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 what a bad what a bad pun what a bad play Ugh. on
2: words uh so sydney at the time had a meat shortage like he loaded up all these goods that were like dry goods and they had too many dry goods but they didn't have any fucking meat so the governor of sydney tells bass hey if you can get a salted pork from tahiti we're gonna pay you a just a stupid amount of money and Bass says, now, hold on, I have a plan. We're going to Tahiti. Hold on.
1: You hold on one, just one gosh darn minute. I
2: have a plan. I have a plan. <laughs> so he gets that Dutch vandalin in him and is like, we're going to go to Tahiti. Um, And on top of this, Bass still has a large portion of these goods he couldn't sell in Australia that I mentioned previously. Um, And at the time, Chile was struggling to keep supplies up uh, and the Spanish were only allowing Spanish goods and Spanish merchants to do business in Chile, making illegal goods, the illegal goods market there just oh so juicy. Oh so fucking juicy.
1: So juicy. Um,
2: And in some of his last letters back home to his wife that he left after three months, (laughs) Bass hints at a venture that he could not name, so... His uh, motives and what he's doing there start to get a little sus. Uh, Naturally, there is some speculation as to what exactly happened to George Bass and the Venus. William Campbell uh, was the uh, uh, captain of the brig, the Harrington, and he swears that Bass was captured by the Spanish in Chile and sent to work in the silver mines. Uh, Harrington was one of those boats that regularly smuggled goods into Chile. So he was like, Yeah, I was there. I would know. Um, However, the timelines that Campbell gives don't actually really line up all that well and overall don't make a lot of sense for when, if rather, Bass would be there. Uh, The adventure Jorgen Jorgensen. I'm going to cover him another day. Excuse me? (laughs) His name is Jorgen Jorgensen.
1: No, I hear it. I, I'm listening to that name.
2: Uh, Jorgensen claimed in his 1835 autobiography that Bass attempted to force trade in Chile at gunpoint and was subsequently tackled and captured the second he let his guard down. Um, however, Jorgensen was known to embrace the Percopious method of storytelling, and he might have really met Bass, but the story of Bass forcing trade is most likely a farce. Uh, Eventually, in 1903, a scholar searches the Spanish archives, and in 2003, another scholar, different one, not the same one, clearly, searches the Peruvian archives, uh, and they are trying to find any mention of Bass, and nothing is ever mentioned. Bass and the Venus kind of just disappear when they leave Sydney in 1803, never to be heard or seen from again.
3: Hey, quick question. How do you know it wasn't the same person? Like, just a second ago, you were like, someone looked into it in 2003.
2: How do you know? So, uh, if the person looked into it in 2003 since 1903, they'd have to be a hundred and probably 30 years old, which is... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they, but they well, could.
1: Listen, you don't, we don't know, we- all right? They could have found a, a Nazi jewel...
2: Okay, could, what I'm they saying could have is, found
3: the Ark of the Covenant.
2: What I'm saying the Ark is, of with, the with all the cigarettes, a uh, turpentine-based liquor, and lead paint that happened between 1903 and 2003, I don't think this guy would have made it. <laughs> all right, fine. To be fair, to we'll be fair, to we'll be fair. But yes, that's my story of George Bass, the Venus, and. The man who was like, I'm a surgeon, just kidding, I want to play in my boat.
1: <laughs> I want to I play... No, I can't say that. Yes, you can. Now you have to.
3: Say it and Zach will edit it if it's too like, egregious.
1: I was like, I want to play in Tom Thumb. and oh, I that's, was not like, wait. That's, that's not bad at
2: all. It's not that bad. That's like the least offensive I, thing we've said on this podcast.
1: <laughs> I guess. God, I'm just like... I just believe in censorship, Zach, as a librarian. <laughs>
2: oh, jeez.
3: Uh, no! That kid, in the, that kid in the five below was right about you.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was right. He's saying nasty, na- he's saying nasty stuff about uh, me.
3: He's like, today yeah, I met a librarian it was actually that a very, loves banned books.
1: It was, he, yeah. You know, it was actually a really nice interaction. Um,
3: and you're but, yeah, just, that's you, nice. but you're just dragging him.
2: Because you can. But yeah, that's that's my story. It's not like really spooky scary for a Halloween episode, but it is, hey, missing people.
1: No, but.
2: You know. You, you know what they say. It's someone
1: missing.
3: Missing people miss people.
2: Yeah. That, it's yeah. supposed to
3: be a play on hurt people hurt people, but.
2: Oh, okay. I was very confused. It wasn't funny, guys. I'm sorry. No, it might have been funny. I'm just, I'm tired. I have the EP. <laughs> I have the
1: EP. Yes. Okay. I'm going to tell my story. Do it. Um, I don't, there's no fun title.
3: Yeah, okay. we've established that.
1: Okay, leave me alone. The oh, one is dragging
3: you, you just, yeah. you're giving yourself more shit for it than any of us have.
1: all right i'm just gonna jump in jump in
3: okay dive in Ooh,
1: i'm about to dive in all right that's as
3: much of that song as i can sing
1: yeah you're not allowed to say anything else um (laughs) like west virginia itself uh lunatic asylums are a dying institution
3: are you saying that west virginia is a dying institution
1: oh a thousand
2: percent i feel you almost heaven like, West not West Virginia, Virginia anymore um, Fuck,
1: it's stuck like, in Like, I'm head sorry, now. West Virginia <laughs> uh, So tonight, I'm going to talk about one uh, lunatic asylum in particular that has already died and is now being haunted yes. Oh,
2: cool, and fuck yeah
1: Yeah, it is called the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum Okay um, so, let's be clear that you can't really say lunatic asylum anymore. Yeah, I was anymore. just about to like, say, like, audience, rolls...
3: we know that it's an outdated term, but... Yeah. yeah. it
1: it rolls off the tongue about as well as, like, a racial slur at this point. So, I will not be referring to it as that. Instead, we will be calling it a quote-unquote state hospital. Okay. <laughs> or, um... Well, so like originally it was called like that was its official name, like the Lunatic Asylum was its official name, and then like it got changed to State Hospital because that's what they started rebranding as. Okay. Uh, not just this one, but ones across the com- the country. I mean, there was in one like in a... Tewksbury. It's like the Tewksbury t- State Hospital. It so the
3: preferred and nomenclature was... for, but it was mostly so that they could cover up their crimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So tonight I'm going to be talking about the crimes. <laughs> um okay. <laughs> the
3: the crimes of the Trans-Allegheny State Hospital.
1: The state hospital. Uh, so, the building of Trans Allegheny was authorized in the early 1850s. It was designed in the Gothic and Tudor revival styles, which just means even when it was new, it already looked fucking haunted. Okay. Um, like, they're like. When you think about Gothic bu- buildings, you think of like turrets and castles and like brooding gables. Like, it had no chance.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: of ever looking welcoming. Like, they brought people who are already on the verge of mental breakdowns and they saw that they were going to be living in the fucking Adams family house and they're like, Jesus fuck. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so construction began in late 1850 and was performed by prison slavery. I mean, laborers. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so.
3: Guys, we're not definitely, laughing at slavery. We're laughing at the fact that people in the prison system use prisoners as slaves, but they pass it off as, like,
2: work.
1: <laughs> we're paying them. This yeah. is paid labor. They get 10 cents. Cents. Oh,
2: fucking hell.
1: They get 10 cents. Guys,
3: here's the thing. Uh, Megan's s- telling a story from history, but it still happens in America today. Look it
2: up. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. We don't have time to go into the prison industrial complex.
1: <laughs> we don't have time to get into the prison industrial complex. So construction was rudely interrupted by the hiccup of the Civil uh, War in 1861. Oh, that, that old thing. That old <laughs>
3: chestnut. Uh, Those darn old southerners. That old-
2: those turn southerners
3: Um, shout out to a longtime fan of the show justin we love you
2: (laughs) justin (laughs) you're not one of those during southerners Uh.
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank
1: There was the hiccup of the Civil War, so they had to, like, they had to haul construction. And following its secession from the U.S., the government of Virginia demanded the return of the hospital's unused construction funds for its defense. It was like, we have to defend ourselves from those Northerners, so give us the hospital money. They were like, fuck those sick people. Um, The North is on our doorstep. Before they could take the money... Uh, the 7th Ohio Volunteer Infantry, who, judging by the name, seemed a little lost, considering <laughs> this was Virginia and not Ohio, Yeah, yeah a little bit seized far from home. the money. They were, like, a little far from home. Um, they seized the money before the Virginian government could get it. They took it from a local mm-hmm. bank, and they put it towards establishing the reorganized government of Virginia, which sided with the North.
2: Okay.
1: Which I guess was like pretty embarrassing for the Confederates, am I right? I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, mostly the whole war was an embarrassment for them, <laughs> but like, whatever. Who's counting?
2: I mean,
3: let's uh, be honest. This it wasn't new a government... shining beacon or a shining example of American patriotism when we were fighting each other.
2: Yeah. No,
1: it wasn't. Um, So this new government said that the rest of the funds needed to stay allocated for the hospital, and construction resumed in 1862. And in 1863, Virginia unwillingly became a U.S. state, and the hospital was named the West Virginia Hospital for the Insane, which still not a great name. Nope,
2: nope, it's not.
1: (laughs) We're not getting any closer. So the first patients were admitted in 1864, but construction continued until 1881. They're like don't go in the west wing, it's just not done yet. Okay. Um it it's like a sheer drop to the bottom. <laughs> oh <and> great. <laughs> this this is safe. Uh they're like fuck it, it's 40% complete. It, it's it has no bath, but we're almost there. <laughs> yeah, it's it, we're so close. There's no running water, but <laughs> you know, dare to dream. Dare to dream. Um, so if you're wondering, yes, there were separate rooms for black people. Oh my god! Yeah, I uh, mean, why not? Well, I mean, I'm sure you all were wondering how they handled segregation in an asylum. And the answer in is they did in a shitty way. In a shitty way um The hospital was also intended to be self-sufficient, so it had a farm, a dairy, waterworks, and of course a cemetery, because people will be living and dying here. Yeah, for sure. Mostly
2: they the dying, for sure.
1: Mostly the dying, which is why we're getting into it. In. No, they will not. So the name was changed to the Weston State Hospital in 1913. <clears throat> And even though it had originally been meant for only 250 patients, mm-hmm. it quickly began blowing past that yeah. number, like Usain bolting it past that number. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so in 1880, there were 717 patients. That is substantial. Um, yeah. Yes, and then in 1938, there was 1,661.
3: That's insane. Okay.
1: Uh, in 1949, there was 1,800. Jesus. Jeez. And in the 50s, it topped out at 2,600. Okay, guys,
3: again, Megan's mm. telling a story from history, but this... Well, I mean, it's not as prevalent today, but like, it's people still get mistreated in this way. Yes, they just get stacked on top of each other. Yes.
1: Um. So, like, like I said, like I'm not good at math, but these numbers were way bigger the math than 250. Ain't mathin'. Um, the
2: math ain't mathing. The math ain't mathing for sure. The math was not mathing
1: so because there were so many more people than what the hospital originally could handle bed sharing measures were put in place lovely um it was lovely uh so like people got shifts of like a few hours that they could use the beds and the rooms for and the rest of the time i don't know what they were doing uh it was also just like taking in everyone that didn't necessarily fit the mold of what society thought they should be doing. So in addition to people who did have like serious mental illnesses, they had people like epileptics, asthmatics. Um, They had people with rabies. Oh, healthy. uh, Wives who, yeah, healthy. I mean, to be fair, those people didn't last long, but you know, they were still there. People with rabies Um, very rarely do. They very rarely do. Uh, then they have wives who were insubordinate to their husbando's. Um, people who had indigestion. So upset tummies were also a cause for institutionalization. Yeah. Cool. Um, I was going to
2: say, I love that my IBS yeah, sorry, is gonna give me a grippy sock vacation.
1: <laughs> um. What else? Oh, doubting one's ancestry was also they're like i don't know i just don't think i'm english and they were just like that's too bad get in there uh alcoholics i i guess it's like a rehab center drug addicts and um what and people who were labeled non-educable educable educable mental defective they
3: also have and i'm only asking because there's just a chance that the answer to this question is yes. Did they have homosexuals?
1: Probably. Okay. It was. It but was. But it wasn't a, explicitly it was stated who, in like, your research. It, no, it wasn't explicitly stated. But what it's sounding like is, people were sent there when other people did not want to deal oh, with okay. them. Okay,
3: so like, not Got necessarily it. homosexual people. I'm just. I just not know that like in most places that was seen as a mental disorder for a long time yeah
1: well i mean it kind of makes sense i mean this the the hospital i mean was at its peak in the 50s yeah
2: Yeah, so it's gonna have something shitty like that it might it could
1: yeah um so with all of these people uh, there was a lack of funds and proper care and sanitation. It led to a huge number of deaths in the asylum. Yeah. Um, there aren't official figures to how many people died, but the estimates are in the five-figure range. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like milled in and out. So yeah, th- th- it makes
2: sense because I at this point it's also just had to like- re- I was like, ooh. I don't know how to say it other than it's just, like, it's a fucking mill of, like, viscera and yeah mistreatment.
1: Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. No wonder this place is um, fucking
2: haunted now. Yeah. So haunted.
1: So treatments that were essentially not treatments were also used here, such as laudanum and thorazine to keep patients catatonic because they were like, I, we don't know how to deal with them. Um Insulin shock therapy, and just plain shock therapy, were also used. Okay. And another fun thing, uh, the hospital also became home to the West Virginia Lobotomy Project in the (sighs) 50s. Lovely. Which sounds like a shell company for some guy who is trying to hide his earnings in the Caymans. But they were just, like, going around... Giving lobotomies to reduce the number of patients in asylums because of severe overcrowding. America has never been good at dealing with mental and illness. Hey, hey. Um, you could
3: amend that sentence to America has never
1: been good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, okay, yes. Um, they're like, hey, your tummy hurts. What about an ice pick? Is that a solution? Yeah, did, would this they're be like, good for no, you? my tummy just hurts. <laughs> Is that good for you? Uh, so then by the 1980s, um, it was still up and going. Uh, the hospital had reduced the population due to changes in the treatment of mental illness, probably due to the deaths and lobotomies. They're like, finally, we've thinned out the crowd. Um, there were also the patient on patient murders. Uh Patients who died were often not claimed by their families, and many were buried in the cemetery under just like a number. They didn't have a name for them. Um, And those patients that couldn't be killed or controlled were kept in cages. There were talks about converting the hospital into a prison, but they were like, wow, that's like a lot of work and maybe a little
2: unconstitutional. Mm. Oh, as if the shit they weren't doing wasn't maybe. already shady. <laughs> okay. sounded,
3: yeah, it sounded a little unconstitutional to begin with.
1: Yeah, they were just like, this is, this is the line, though, the line in the sand that we're not crossing. <laughs> so ultimately a new facility was built and the state hospital closed in 1994, so I was solidly born when this place closed. Um, This wasn't because the state was like, hey, this place isn't great and doesn't care about its patients, but because the families of the patients that like did actually care They took the state to court about it oh, Okay so the state wasn't just Gonna so, close it they had To be forced it only, it
2: only stepped in um, When someone complained and it was like hey This is not okay yeah someone was like Let me rephrase
1: that they are like I want to see your Manager complained
2: is the wrong way to put that When someone showed up and said This is bad then someone Actually finally fucking did something okay
1: I'm taking you To court <laughs> Like you're going to jail. Another but jail.
2: But for what? But
1: for what? But for what? I don't know. The deaths? What about the, the murders? <laughs> um, so, the the murders? I don't know. So, since then, the building and its grounds have been mostly vacant, except for in 1999, when most of the inside of the building um, was damaged because several off-duty city, county, and state police officers played paintball in there. Um Tragically they lost their yeah, jobs. Tragic. They're,
3: they're... Tragic. <laughs> tragic. Oh yeah. But for
1: what? <laughs> Imagine lose. But for what? This you can't play paintball in this abandoned state hospital. I feel like
2: a lot of this story is what's this? The consequences of my own actions? Like
1: <laughs> the consequences of my actions. Uh they were truly the thin blue line though, you know. Oh my God. About what you can and can't do. Um so then in 2004, the building was devoted to military history but was closed due to fire code violations. Then it was auctioned off and turned into a place that gives tours about the <clears throat> building's history and the paranormal. Because obviously it's haunted. Like,
2: as <laughs> mm-hmm. it should be. So,
1: so much <laughs> shit. So, some of the ghost sightings that have been reported um, are like staff. Who used to work there, people report like seeing the ghosts of like nurses and sometimes doctors like still in the halls. Uh, another one is a child named Lily who spent her whole life in the hospital. And what she'll do is like she laughs and like throws a ball near her room. So like a ball will fucking just come out of nowhere and you'll be and you'll hear like, haha <laughs> and then, like she's she's gone. Jeez. Um Other ghosts, like, slam doors, they're screaming, and, like, they'll appear as lights and cold spots and, like, orbs. Uh, So, like, really standard ghost stuff. And a lot of them do have... They they offer these tours at night. So, if you're looking to, like, piss yourself and learn about lobotomies, like, this is a place for you. Sounds fucking fun. (laughs) Like, here it is. Excellent. We did it. We... We finally married ghosts and lobotomies together. Oh my god.
3: Dang. Love that.
1: And that's my, uh. That's my. That's your I mean. story. That's my story, it. you know? I, you know. Fair, Fair enough.
3: enough. I have a thing. Okay. I have a thing, okay. yeah, have go a thing on. to talk about. You too. So Zach and I have similar topics, because I too am telling a story about a surgeon who oh. loved to play with boats and went missing. I'm lying. Um, oh, I was very confused for a second. So as Zach mentioned, uh, this is our Halloween episode, this is this is our spooky stuff, um, but we're recording it in November, so like, shut up. Uh, So, here is uh, 1585, and um, there's an island off of North Carolina called Roanoke Island, and Ah. uh, in this year, a man by the name of Sir Walter Raleigh uh, decides that he wants to settle on Roanoke Island. And it does not go well. Um,
0: <laughs> Ooh, he's basically
3: like pretty much, pretty much immediately uh, the colony fails, and he goes back to England. Um, and then he becomes a sponsor of uh, another attempt. So essentially, he okay. goes back to England, and he's like, "I'm not going back." to the colonies but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get someone else to go so he does this he funds a group of 115 uh, people to go and those 115 people are sent there under the care of a gentleman by the name of John White
0: John John White
3: the John most bog white. standard white, white man name white man that white. could exist. <laughs> um, sorry, I got I'm distracted by Megan's Dunkelosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Megan posted uh, something in our D and D chat. It's the Duncan Dunkleodius coffee mugs. <laughs> what? Okay. Hang on, I'm fully like ADHD right now. It's uh, a—it's like an ancient shark.
1: It's an ancient shark, but it looks like it runs on yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, but it's oh, Dunkel
3: Ostius, Dunkel Ostius. I was—I <laughs> definitely <Dunkle> read that <laughs> super wrong. Um, so, anyways, uh, where was I? In the store. Okay, so uh, Walter Raleigh sends John White. ...to Roanoke Island, and there, John White and 115 settlers establish the Roanoke Colony. Okay. Um, So this happens in about 1586, 15... Yeah, 1586. Um, In 1587, John White returns to England so that he can get more supplies... Essentially, the same thing was happening. The people who were trying to settle here were, like, starving. They didn't have enough supplies to make the settlement work. So John White was like, we don't have to abandon the settlement yet, but I will go back to England to procure more supplies. And while he was in England, a war happened. And Uh so... A whole, war. A whole war. A war. It was a it was a war between England and Spain, um, and so while he's back in England, uh, whoever was ruling England at that time I I'm not looking it up. It's probably Queen Victoria um, or Elizabeth because you know she was ancient. <laughs> Guys, I I, <laughs> I know. I know she just died this past year, but like – or a year ago, but like uh, the joke is that she's old. Um, So anyways, he, he goes back to England. He tries to procure some supplies. He gets caught up in a war. This delays his return to the Roanoke colony by three years. Jeez. well
1: I mean it happens all right and when, when he
3: class. when he finally returns to the Roanoke Colony in the year 1590 there is zero trace of anyone
1: there okay yeah there that makes is sense. nobody
3: there anymore but there's no trace of violence there's no trace of recent fires. There's no clothing, there are no tools, there's no nothing. It is just a structure with structures inside of it.
0: <laughs> it's
2: just
3: gone. So
1: It's giving abandoned. It's giving
3: abandoned for sure. Oh my god. Um, the thing that made this disconcerting to John White is that he had family in the Roanoke colony. Um, And by family, I mean his whole damn family. His wife, his daughter, and his granddaughter uh, were all living in the Roanoke colony. Um, And his granddaughter had recently been born when he went back to England, so she would have been three years old when he was returning. Uh, But she wasn't there.
1: Okay, yeah.
3: Damn. Because nobody was there.
1: Okay, well, you... To, yep. be fair, to be fair, here's the thing.
3: To be fair, to be fair, you left for three left years. He went for, yeah. <laughs> he went
2: for milk. Yeah, <laughs> he for went for years. milk for three years. Cigarettes, and three years later, did actually come back. But yeah,
1: he did come back, but he also left them in the virtual wilderness. Yes.
3: Not just the virtual wilderness; it was the wilderness.
1: Yeah, there's no CVS. Yeah, no. There's no where There wasn't even means. a fucking Dunkin. I don't even Where would you pick up your prescription?
2: Nowhere, nowhere.
3: Nowhere. nowhere. How are you how are like, you going to get your smallpox vaccine?
1: Yeah, how are you going to get your shingles vaccine? I don't know. Um, so and, So
3: all the jokes about modern medicine aside, he d- he doesn't find anyone. <laughs> Um, But he also couldn't take any time to investigate because the weather was threatening to destroy his ship. And so he leaves and returns again to England. And when they eventually send like people out to look for like trace survivors of who might have been there the only clue that they have is the word Croatoan carved into a tree that's outside of the settlement proper. Okay. So the thought about what happened in the three years that, uh, John White was gone, uh, they believe that a neighboring native American tribe that lived on a different Island the Croatoan Island, um, yeah. or Hatteras Island, I think, is also another name for it. Um, they believe that this tribe came and, like, all the cult colonists in the Roanoke settlement just decided to become a part of these Native American, like, this Native American tribe. Okay.
1: I mean, why would because
3: you? As I I mentioned, there's, like, had it not been for the fact that John White saw people living in Roanoke before he left, there was no evidence that anyone had lived in Roanoke (laughs) when he returned. Um, Yeah.
1: Isn't there also evidence that, like, people reported that there were... Native Americans that had like different colored eyes too. So
3: essentially the reports that then come out of this area for a long time after without any corroborating like evidence to support it is that the native Americans in this section of North Carolina live in stone houses, much like Europeans would. Um, okay. Or wearing, like, cloth clothing that Europeans would have known how to make. Like, it, all of the information, although circumstantial, becomes like, oh, all these settlers moved in with the Native Americans and Americans. taught them how to build their houses and... Like they started to hunt with the Native Americans, they started to wage war like Native Americans and with and alongside the Native Americans. So all yeah. Yeah, they
1: probably started all like the evidence
3: sort of points to that. But as I said, it's all circumstantial. And so without any like through line to point to this definitely happened. Uh, all that's really known is that this this colony of settlers disappeared
2: in three years. Yeah, I mean that that's the only thing that kind of makes sense to me is like, oh yeah, no, like there was an alien kind of abduction. Like, no, I was gonna say, I feel like it was just one of those things where it's like, fuck it. Well, they mean, know, yeah,
3: like we're gonna. The crazy thing is, I I so. When we were talking about doing Halloween stories, I was like, "Oh, the Roanoke colony just disappearing kind of makes no sense." But in the grand scheme of things, 3 years is a long time.
1: It is especially a long time. when you especially can't get to the CVS then. for
3: your smallpox vaccine.
1: Yeah, I mean like all joking aside though, like when you're
3: when you're a new colony. Lifespan-
1: When you're a new colony, like, colonies started and failed in less time. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's like I said, at the start
3: of this story, Walter uh, Raleigh starts the colony in 1585, and by 1586, he's already back in England because the colony failed the first time. So... Yeah. Like,
1: this... I mean, Jamestown didn't even last that long, either. Like... It It's starting a settlement from nothing is really, really hard. Started from the and bottom, now we assimilated into
3: a Native American tribe because they didn't leave us to go to England.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what was probably happening, too, was, like, he left them. They didn't have any supplies, and they were, like, I understand that, like, Carolinian winters are not that yeah. bad like they could have still been growing things or whatever. But like, if you don't know what any of your resources are in the area and you are looking at going into colder months, I mean like sometimes they still get snow down there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, why that's the other thing thing, though,
2: is like it's you're in a whole new area. You don't know the resources. That's huge. If all of a sudden you're like, I yeah, I I know what to grow in England because I know what fucking grows here. You're like, well, I'm kind of SOL, you know? But
3: I had I had fully gone into like this whole story trying to like piece together I was like, Oh because every time I had heard about the Roanoke colony, it was just like nobody knows what happened. Nobody's sure.
1: Well I mean it's just
3: like okay, but they do know
1: what they were left to
3: fend for themselves for three years. Like, with no Native American tribes nearby. Like, yeah, they either died and the bodies got picked clean by... Because the other thing to think of, too, is even if violence had been done, like, it doesn't mean that buildings got destroyed. It doesn't mean that, like... But if violence had been done, you're not going to see blood on the dirt three years later you're not gonna see like
1: yeah my man's like coming in being like so where's the why aren't they still smoldering? So I fully, like I, I had
3: fully like learned about Roanoke as like oh it just went missing but in doing in doing the uh the research for this I guess it's not as spooky as like a haunted asylum but it's like they kind of well, just vanished
2: yeah well the
1: the other thing too is when we we were in school um and i didn't really learn this until college and we started talking about roanoke uh there is like the vague repulsion of the great like narrative the colonizing narrative Mm -hmm. of well it would be preferable if they disappeared instead of assimilating into a Native American tribe that's the other yeah. thing
2: is like it sounds some, really shitty, but like
1: for some reason, they,
2: they felt that it would be less of a failure to have colonists die than it would be for them to assimilate, right, but
3: that wasn't even like yeah, so that wasn't even a prevailing theory
2: back then, like
3: it wasn't until. Um, Jamestown, as a tribe, or as a colony, rather, started where they started hearing mm-hmm. reports of, like, light-skinned Native Americans, where they started to, like, piece together maybe they had been assimilated into a tribe and then, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, which, like, makes the most sense... I don't know, like, the the health of the Native Americans, besides, like, the few... It's, like, these good Samaritan Native Americans that come by and, like, give the colonists, like, a little bit of a boost. And then, like, the colonists took it over from there, which isn't true. Like, you have, like, up in New England with Plymouth, like, you have Squanto, and he, you know helps the colonists like learn how to grow corn and they get them through like a bunch of winters like it wasn't just you know oh thanks for thanks for helping us here's a thanksgiving meal it's like no that tribe helped them yeah for years like get established because they're like oh these poor dumb babies
3: you think about too john white is meant to be taking care of like this tribe or they are, I keep calling it a tribe, this colony of people, right?
2: Yeah.
3: When he leaves to get more supplies, he probably leaves, they like, a nothing. handful of men, but the majority of that colony is probably women, children, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, so...
1: Yeah, because he has to sail off. Like, he needs people to, like, the Yeah, pilot so he needs
3: young, ship. like... And so the Native Americans probably, like showed up and saw a bunch of these people and they had to weigh the option of like do we let these people die in a winter or do we help them get through it
2: yeah
1: yeah because it like more likely than not it was a lot of women and children anyways and for some reason women and children Can't take that care of themselves when men are around, but you can leave them alone. But you can leave them
3: alone in a North (laughs) Carolina winter.
1: Yeah, you can leave them alone in a brand new colony on the coast of some unknown continent, and be like, "All right, we'll be back, guys." Yeah.
3: So I had originally expected this story to be a little bit spookier than it was, but it wasn't really that spooky, and it really is kind of like. Because, again, I thought that the, like, colony had disappeared after a year. Like, somebody had gone over to check up on them, and, like, they were just gone. No. Because that's how it had always been described.
1: Nah, son. John White leaves. He left for so long.
3: He was gone forever.
1: Since you've been gone. Yep. What a dumb bitch.
3: What a dumb
2: bitch.
1: I hope he hears me. I hope he died. I hope he hears me. I hope he hears me from beyond the grave. He's like, I'm not a dumb bitch. Oof. Like, shut up. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I've never even been on a boat. I know you can't abandon people. <laughs>
3: so anyways, that's the end of my story. Yeah. And with...
1: The conclusion to all these stories is John White is a dumb the bitch. The conclusion
3: to every story forever.
1: Every single story is, wow, that one guy
3: dumb yeah idiot so zach if you'd like to talk about our socials
2: i i would love to i just wanted to make sure everyone was good before i started jumping into it yeah you can follow us on our socials we'd appreciate that that'd be pretty pretty ding dang cool of you uh you can find us on instagram if you look at uh at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions you can find us on facebook if you look up the triumvirate productions or you can find us on patreon if you look up www.patreon.com slash triumvirate productions where we have all of our extra bonus stuff like uh after dark and uh unedited episodes that go up a day early uh, and if yeah, if you want to be able to support us monetarily, or if you don't want to, can't support us monetarily, and just want to follow us on our socials, that would be great. You can also give us a rating and review on Spotify and Apple, which helps kind of push us up the charts and makes us seen a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, that's if you want to do any of that, we'd appreciate it. We are supported by you listeners, and we appreciate everything you do for us.
3: If you don't want to do any of that, that's okay too. We still love and respect you. A little less. Yes. No, that's a lie. I mean, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> we love you even if you can't support us monetarily or otherwise. But, like, if you can't take five seconds to rate us on iTunes or whatever, like, come on. Come on, man. Come on. Um, Okay. And so, <laughs> and so with that, I just heard my dog. I thought she was coming over here to say hi. I was going to have her say the um, final sentence of the podcast, but since she's not up to it, I guess I'll do it. Uh, What the fuck, history? (laughs) Megan, you can count us
1: out. I will count us out. Three, two, one. Stop.